Welcome to The Scott Townsend Show, brought to you by Dietzo Man Productions. I, do you remember Blockbuster? I was yeah. having this conversation with somebody the other day. Remember how exciting it was to go to Blockbuster? <laughs> and walk around for an hour yeah, yeah. after all the movies had already been picked over, and so now you well, gotta... Do you remember going to Blockbuster and you were going there for a specific movie, a new release or something, and from across the store, what happened? Like you could see the jacket cover of the movie and you could right. see there was one behind it. Right. So you did that like ninja move all the way <laughs> yeah. over the and, and there was your video. And I right. remember thinking then, it's like, well, I hear all these DVDs are coming out. Man, I hope DVDs never take over because what can replace this VHS tape, right. you know? And then DVDs came out and then you're like, man, DVDs are amazing. And then Netflix was like, well, I got something to show you. Hey, this is Scott Townsend, and today I've got with me, uh, I was going to say a special Welcome guest. Welcome to the Scott Townsend I, I Show. I say that before Brought every guest. Brought to you by Man Productions. Special guest. So, uh, awesome. Huh? Um, awesome. I like that better. An awesome guest today, Matt Clark. Say hello, Matt. Hello. Matt Clark, uh, youth pastor at City Church in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, I think... Uh, the other day we were talking about the, the the podcast and Matt told me, he said, so just whenever you want me to be on the show, just let me know. So I called him on it. And so here we are. So welcome to the show. I just want you to know I've given up my full lunch break to you. So this better be really good. <laughs> well, that's going to be up to you, man. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. I just, I just got a couple of questions here to start off with. Uh, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Nothing. I haven't eaten today. I usually skip breakfast because I do that whole fasting thing. Because for I'm 24? Also, yeah. Well, that's not 24 hours, if that's what you were going to say, but it's from 8 to noon. 8 oh, yeah. till noon. So it really okay. works if you want to give it a shot. Cool. Yeah. I've done that so far. I haven't eaten anything today either. Because you were so nervous about this interview? I was so nervous about this interview. Yeah. So here's the lightning round questions. Masks or no masks? Partial masks. Captain Picard or Captain Kirk? Captain Picard. Oh, I don't watch Star Trek. I've never seen it. Captain P- Kirk because he has hair. Okay. All right. I know that. There you go. Eskimo Joe's. Change the name or not? No. Keep it. Washington Redskins. Change the name or not? Um, so there is a little debate that I've heard over this and a lot of people are saying like, here's what I think. There are a lot of Native Americans who take it as a point of pride in their life. They look at it as, as like a way of honoring their people. So, and I'm a Native American and yeah, so I'm, oh I'm, yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, so, what are you? Um, I'd have to ask my mom, but they're Northern Indians and they're really tall. That's all she could ever give me. <laughs> Okay. Really tall Indians. Really tall Indians. Yeah, she's from Detroit, so it'd be from that whatever Native American was in Detroit. But I don't know. Like it's it's an institution, and I don't I don't like necessarily pressure to change. I don't know. I don't like it when I feel like it's bullying. I guess you could say to make them change it. Yeah, to make them change it. I mean, that's not a cheap decision. You know what I'm saying? No. I mean, I mean those names. It's going to be a million, millions of dollar answer if they decide to change when, you know, you think of all the gear 
the stadium signage. How old everything. are the Washington Redskins? I don't even know. I mean, they've been around for a while. I mean, the Cowboys have been around since – that's my team, by the way. The Cowboys have been around since um, the 60s. I just hope nobody gets offended at Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your lightning round question. I don't think they should change it, personally. Um, but, it, I mean, if it offends people, then change it. But there's a so lot of – let's, let's talk about that for just a second. If it offends people, then why sh- – why should they have to change it if you don't like it? I mean, I guess you could go that route. It's just I feel like there's a lot of pressure to do things that people don't want to do because um, I don't know. It's just, it, to me, it, in some instances, not all instances, but like there's a lot of bullying going on. If I don't like what you're doing, I'm going to tell you to change it, and you have to because of the pressure I'm putting on you to change. If somebody doesn't like the way I wear my hair because it, it offends them, should I cut my hair? You know, I I mean, I don't know. I just, it all seems, it seems like a lot of confusion, you know, and if we're going to go biblical, if you want my biblical answer to that, wherever there's confusion, God's not there. As far as the Washington Redskins go, you know, when they came up with the name, I'm sure they wanted to come up with something that uh, was powerful, that was strong, that was uh, intimidating. You know, they didn't call themselves the Washington Lilies or, you know, the Washington Pansies. You know, they wanted something that would intimidate the the opponent that uh, people could be proud of. And so... It's a warrior. I, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, Spartans, um, Redskins, whatever. Anyway, as an American Indian, it doesn't bother, it doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't and, bother me as well either. I mean, I, I would love to... I would love to know some Native Americans' feelings about it because the ones... The people that I know that are Native American, the ones I've talked to, they... It's not even an issue for them. So if I were to order a pizza right now, I have it delivered to your place of business. Uh, what is the best topping to put on the pizza? You just, you can't, you can't get away from pepperoni, but this is a passion of mine. <laughs> I can make store-bought frozen pizza taste amazing. You cook it all the way through and then you put it on broil until it makes the pepperonis crispy. Because the longer you cook something like cheese, it brings out more flavor. So put it on, uh, put your frozen pizza in the oven, cook it like the instructions say, and then, yeah. and then switch it to broiler. Broiler. It's 500 degrees. The heat comes from the top, but don't walk away from it. <laughs> Come back to a burnt disc. I mean, you got to watch it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there you go. But it makes a huge difference. What's the biggest, uh, what's the biggest problem as a youth path pastor, as you see it, what's the biggest problem kids face today? Anxiety, I would say. Um, I think that's different from an answer I would have given a few days ago, but anxiety, fear. And I kind of saw it at, uh, I see it with some of my students of just like, everything's an issue. Everything's a problem. I got a cut on my foot. It's an issue. It's a problem. I don't want it to get infected, but how, how long before, uh, I can only speak for myself with this. I can't speak for you. I didn't wear shoes till I was 12 years old, you know, and I had cuts and bruises everywhere. Um,
it's going to be all right. And I said, how many of you have bruises? How many of you have cuts? And like three-fourths of them raised their hand. And I said, good. I was like, you're going to survive. You're going to live through it. It's going to be okay. It's okay to have scrapes, cuts, and bruises. You can tough through it. And just some of the looks on their faces, it's just like, I've never heard this before, you know? We had one kid come and say, I don't want this cut to get infected. And I was like, who taught you to say that? You know? <laughs> so I, I think fear and anxiety, uh, trying to fit. I mean, there's, I could, I could literally list a ton of things like trying to fit in, trying to, you know, be what everybody wants you to be instead of being who you are. I think that's a fear. I have two teenage sons and I, we're navigating that road right now. One's 16, one's 14. And, uh, trying to fit in instead of like being who you are is a dangerous place to be. And it can bring on unneeded stress. It could bring on unneeded anxiety to try to fit into one group or the other. Um, instead of being what God created you to be, we've got a society of students who are just, I mean, and this, this is not a new problem. This is, this went on when you were young. This went on when I yeah. was in right. Yeah. I just want to fit in with that group. Right. What students don't realize is that, no, if you would just be authentically you, there's always going to be, be people that don't like you. There's always going to be people that don't agree with you. But a majority of those people will look up to you for just you being you. Yeah. And you bringing to the table what it is that you can bring to the table. But we need students, we need young people to be, to be who they are to be who God created them to be because we need their ideas. We need their input. We need their feedback. We need them to think the way that they think so we can solve problems. And one of the major things that I try to do at city youth is just, I tell students like when you're not being your true authentic self, like you are robbing us of what God put on the inside of you and what you have on the inside of you could help me as an adult even because first Timothy four twelve says, don't let anybody look down on you for being young, but it says to be an example to those who are around you. So that means as, as a sixth grader, you have influence over the adults around you by the way that you are. If you can truly be your authentic self there, the people are either going to like you or they won't. But I think if you're your true authentic self, whether they say it or not, they're going to look up to you. And you're going to have way more impact than you realize. Kevin Kelly, who's the uh, co-founder of Wired Magazine, he's, I heard him say on a podcast the other day that uh, don't worry about being the best, just be the only. Mm -hmm. He doesn't give everybody the same talents. He might give you something similar, you know, but I mean, if, if he is as creative as he is, and I mean, and if we tr if you truly believe that the Bible is the truth, which I do, I mean, look at what he accomplished, you know, by creating what he created stuff that you could just, that doesn't need anything done to it for you to stand back in awe of it. Does that make sense? So like, uh, any, like the Rocky mountains or the grand Canyon, all these things that we are like the seven wonders of the world, that entity created us to do and think and be the same way. You know what I'm saying? So it's whatever, whatever's in Matt's mind, whatever's in my heart, whatever vision God's given me, if I, if I'm truly authentic to myself and I'm really like pursuing the life that God wants me to live instead of trying to fit in or, you know, just be, just blend in with the crowd, I'm going to do some awe-inspiring things because he put that creativity on the inside of me. He gave me a creative mind. I remember playing a Sony PlayStation when it first came out. <laughs> back in 2003 
And I remember playing like uh, Madden on it. And I said out loud, I can't imagine. There's no way it will get any better than this right here. <laughs> like you go back and play or you look at it, it's so pixelated. It's so like choppy. Now today the players look almost close as close to real as possible. Right. But I don't think we should ever say that about anything with the with the creativity that God's, you know, put on the inside of us. Just even your son, you know, with what he's able to do with videos and the editing and his mind to think of to put it that way or to make it that way. I mean, there there's we should never say out of our mouths, I can't see it getting any better than this. I think the moment you do that is the moment where it, you should either hang it up or you should just really search yourself and be like, OK, I made the comment which is obviously wrong because people keep doing right. more. You know, they keep making it better. I can't imagine podcasts being any better than they are right now, but there's somebody out there that's going to break that code and make it even better. You know, I, do you remember Blockbuster? I was yeah. having this conversation with somebody the other day. Remember how exciting it was to go to Blockbuster? <laughs> and walk around for an hour yeah, yeah. after all the movies had already been picked over. And so now you well, got to... Do you remember going to Blockbuster and you were going there for a specific movie, a new release or something, and from across the store, what happened? Like you could see the jacket cover of the movie and you right. could see there was one behind it. Right. And so you did that like ninja move all the way over <laughs> yeah. the and, and there was your video. And I right. remember thinking then, it's like, well, I hear all these DVDs are coming out. Man, I hope DVDs never take over because what can replace this VHS tape, right. you know? And then DVDs came out and then you're like, man, DVDs are amazing. And then Netflix was like, well, I got something to show you. And I can't imagine watching DVDs anymore. Right. You know, who has DVDs? You know, Netflix has changed it or Amazon Prime has changed it. It was, it was Netflix. But what I'm trying to say is like, there's so many of those ideas still out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm glad Steve Jobs didn't, wasn't so concerned with what people thought about him. You know what I'm saying? And I think Pastor Ryan says it best. He's like, um, Macintosh or Mac, not Mac, uh, Apple. No, no. Who's the other one? Microsoft? Microsoft. They made the laptop, but Steve Jobs made the laptop everybody wanted to use. And that's honestly, to tie it all together, that's the way I want students to think. Okay, well, you know, what is the next big idea? What's a different way we can show people Christ or what's a different way that I can use my abilities to fulfill like whatever it is God has for me. I love to tell students all the time, like don't ever think that you have to be a preacher to minister to people. Don't ever think you have to stand on a stage. I was like being really good at the gifts that God's given you is a way of ministering to people. If you're going to take a kid from anxiety and fear if you're going to, so you're going to do a, a, an experiment. You're going to take a group of kids and you said the biggest problem is anxiety and fear. Okay. So what do you do? What, uh, what's the course of action to be taken to bring a kid from anxiety and fear to a, a little powerhouse? Two simple answers. So it's relationships and trust but you can't have one without the other. You can't have a relationship until there's trust or you can't have trust until there's a relationship. Schools teach a lot about math and science, English, PE, but what is it the schools aren't teaching kids that you think they need to know? Because when they grow up and I've got some answers in my mind, but uh, let's see what you think. Life skills. Yep. 
how to budget your money, how to not just get $20 and spend it the moment you have it, but how to make them, how to make money work for you. How about that? Credit card companies spend tons of money on students, like marketing towards students. Yep. So there's this disconnect when a student gets a check card or a, a visa card and they just, oh, yeah, all I got to do is slide this. There's no emotional attachment to that. It's just like, okay, I got it. And so nine times out of 10, they don't realize that they could be in debt. They can, you know, because it's just an easy, uh, non-emotional thing to do. But the, mo I mean, this is all Dave Ramsey stuff, but like, I agree with it wholeheartedly. When you have a $20 bill and you give that $20 bill to somebody else and you don't have that $20 bill anymore, there's an emotional attachment to that. I don't have that anymore. Um, it's different with like credit cards or check cards or things like that. I think life skills. I think <laughs> I haven't changed my oil probably ever. Uh, but I think it's a life skill you need to know. Uh, you need to know how to, you need to know how to put gas in your car. And I know that's so simple for all of us who have done it for a long time. And most people think, oh, well, who doesn't know how to do that? I think a lot of students don't know how to do it. Honestly. <laughs> wow. um, how to take care of just cleanliness, you know, being organized. So who's going to teach them all this? <laughs> I don't know. I can only, I can only account for my two sons. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not saying it's all parents fault because society today is just like, I have two jobs. I have three jobs. A lot of single parents don't have time to do these things and to teach their kids. But a friend of mine in Dallas took his son to open, he took his 15 year old son to open a checking account and he posted on Facebook. He was just like, you know, I was so impressed by this bank because this older banker walked my son through how to like uh, take care of his checking account, how he can earn more money, showed him how to use a checkbook and just walked him through that. And he was just super appreciative of it. Not that he wasn't going to teach it, but that there was somebody else willing to and realize the importance of it. Here's a, here's something that I think every teenage boy should know. Even girl, I don't care. They should know how to mow their lawn, edge it, weed it, and blow it off. Start there and make the straight lines and not, you know, not just make it all choppy. Somebody should get out there and show them. So here's how we did it at my house. I showed my oldest son, Harrison. I said, Harrison, very particular how I want this cut. I want you to do this and I want the lines to be straight. I don't want to see any wavy lines. And I just, I set out the parameters of what I wanted. Okay. And so it took a couple of times and then he got really good at it. And then it came time for my youngest son to start mowing the lawn. And so I said, Harrison, go show him how I like it. Go show him what I want done. And he took him out there and, you know, you saw the, the frustration between brothers in these moments. Yeah. Where isn't it good enough? And the, the response would be like, no, dad wants it this way. You know, I, I think repetition and just a, a caring yeah. attitude will help people right now. There's a guy down the street from me that I want to just go talk to. And it's, it's, I just need to go talk to the guy because everything in his front yard, every piece on his house is just immaculate, you know, and he adds the little things that just make it a little bit better. And I've always wanted to learn how to do that. Like, how do you make your yard like curbside, whatever they call it? What is it? Curb appeal? Curb appeal. How do you do that? Because I don't know where to start on mine. 
you know? So I'll, I'll mow the yard the best I can, edge it and weed it, which makes it look really good. Yeah. But how do I make it look more homey? How do I get all these spider webs off of these really high places? How do I put the lighting or, you know, how do I build this thing to make it look more inviting, more homey? And there's just this guy down the street who does it. And I'm sure he's retired and he can spend all his time doing it. But I think just going to ask him will increase my knowledge on how to do that. I mean, students got to want to learn. People got to want to learn. Um, and I think asking questions, you know, just reaching out to people who are very good at what they do and asking them simple questions, you know? Um, so yeah, there you go. What kind of advice would you give us as we, as we close out this, uh, episode? It's going to be annoying advice, but I'm going to give it anyway. When Take care of yourself. God closes one door, another door opens. Oh my God. If I hear that one more time, I'm going to... I want to shoot somebody. I'm not that guy. You know me better than that. <laughs> I would say this, take care of yourself physically. Like honestly, work out anytime you can. Find find something that works for you because overall, like it will literally make you think more clearly. It'll help you rest better and it will make you feel better. It drives me crazy to see people just downing sodas like they're like their water, you know, or just not getting enough movement like they should. I will not, my boys have a certain, I mean, there's not like a mandated time of just like, here's when you can be on your phone, here's when you can play your games, and here's where you have to get physical activity. But I won't let them lay around all day because they have these expectations of themselves when they go out onto the ball field that will not be met if they continue to do that. And I think everybody in society, you know, if you want to be better at what you do, there's some work involved. You know, and there's no shortcut around it. I, I watch all these infomercials. I watch all these things where it's just like, take this pill and in 30 days you'll have lost this much weight. There is no shortcut to the results you're wanting. There's no right. shortcut to hard work. I would, I would, now, now uh, regarding that kind of shortcut, yeah, I would agree. There's, you've got to put in the reps. You've got to put in the time. You've got to put in the weight. You've got to put in the sweat. Yeah, 100%. And there's no short, there's, that's what I want to tell everybody. If I want to have my own infomercial, they would probably, I would not be able to sell my product. It is literally going to take you three months before you see any result that you want. If you could just make it through that time and I'll give you some advice, uh, not advice, but just a, a common pointers. pointers. I heard somebody say the hardest part of working out is not the workout itself. It's the getting up and going to do it. If you can just get past that part right there, if you can just, if you can just get past that, getting dressed, I'm going to get in my car, I'm going to go to the gym. If you can get past that, you've made it. You, you've done good because that's the hardest part because nobody at the end of a workout or nobody at the end of something they've accomplished have ever said, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, you might be tired, you might be worn out and sweaty and gross, but nobody's ever gone back and said like, man, I wish I, I, wish I wouldn't have done that. And it always pays off. It always, it's, it's just going to help you like see that you do have more potential than you realize that you have. So take care of your bodies, take care of yourself physically. And uh, I think everything else just kind of falls into place. Matt, thanks for joining us. It was great. Good Thank input. You. We'll have Thank to do it again sometime. I guess. Um, so for more information regarding uh, this and other episodes, you can go to Apple iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn. Uh, you can check out our YouTube channel. Be sure and like it, subscribe. And uh, so anyway, for Matt Clark, this is Scott Townsend. And thanks for watching the Scott Townsend Show. See you guys.
The Scott Townsend Show is a Dietzo Man production. For more episodes, visit the Scott Townsend Show YouTube channel, listen on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.